0: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. How do I end the show right now?
1: Everywhere you go, it's not even Turkey Day yet. Oh my we, gosh! Why would you got saying? some? We got some snow, man. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, we got snow. And you know what else? What I think Christmas? I think Christmas came early for you. Because Vikings bills. Vikings. <laughs> I'm gonna give it away to you, Chip. Fish and chip podcast. Talk about Vikings bills. Wow, this right is your moment. A, this is no your other moment. no other questions for me. Nope, no questions. Because like I've been fortunate for the, the time that we've done this podcast to talk about the Chiefs a lot and how happy I am. I'm gonna give you, you the stage. This is your first moment where you can be like truly happy with the
0: Vikings. <laughs> the thing is, I still don't fully believe in the team. <laughs> I think that's based off 30 years of disappointment though. <laughs> which is probably good because then i don't get my hopes too high because i've had that happen only 30 you're not counting the years before you <laughs> no nope. i wasn't alive for it i don't i wasn't there for the pain oh uh, like in 2011 that was the uh, saints year, right that I'm was saying, 10 i think 2010. yeah okay that year i was so invested in it and i was like so heartbroken after that game Oh, yeah, I know. I remember I didn't sh- show up to school on time the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I do remember that. <laughs> uh, I mean, partly because I was at a friend's house and it snowed really bad. So I was kind of stuck, but also I didn't feel like going to school. <laughs> 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 um, And then, then uh, what was another time? Oh, against the Eagles in 2017 18. Case Keenum. Yeah. It was on such a high the year before that. And then I just remember laying on my floor like, how did this happen? Against the Eagles. So since then, I've refrained from getting too invested in the Vikings, even though it's still my favorite team. Don't drink like, the Kool-Aid. Yeah, pretty much that. Like the Kool-Aid's there. It's on the counter. It says free. Drink me, but I'm not drinking it, uh, even though it looks good. Eight and one, though. Are we uh, Are we yeah. ready to drink the Kool-Aid? I'm, I'm ready. I mean, the glass might be poured, but I'm not sipping it yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh I should be, but I just I can't I can't do this to myself again. Like you're not yeah. trying to
1: get too drunk. You've had a couple sips, but you're you're not quite there yet.
0: No, I haven't even tasted it yet. Mm. I as soon as I taste it, I won't be able to stop, you know.
1: <laughs> Sounds like an alcoholism problem. <laughs> yes,
0: it does. <laughs> or it's another drug. That the Vikings are my drug. They're fun to watch and root for right now much better than last year where they lost all these games that ended close speaking of last year though they would never even come back from that far down
1: yeah speaking of uh uh my chiefs and how how thankful i am for them um thankful for the vikings this last week they knocked the
0: chiefs right in the first place yeah they sure did sure did and uh what was I what was I gonna say? The,
1: the Bills into third place in their division. The, the
0: Bills into third place in their division. <laughs> Skull Vikes. From the one seed to third in your division. Yep. I'm just not one. used to any Minnesota team for this matter having <laughs> I mean, comeback potential in them.
1: Like when it was maybe the, maybe the Vikes have like accumulated all of the energies from the other major sports media or major sports teams in the Twin Cities hub. Because, like, the twins sucked this year. The the T Wolves yeah. were supposed to be better. We're talking they about Tw-
0: twins were in first place until July. Yeah. And then they tanked. Yeah. And then the Vikings started practicing. I'm saying they they sucked all
1: the nutrients out of the other sports teams in the yes. in the Minneapolis St. Paul,
0: greater Twin Cities area. I'm fine with that. If <laughs> it means the Vikings <laughs> make it to a Super Bowl and win.
1: Yeah, what is it? What's the big deal if the T wolves are bad for another year? <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, they're gonna get moved to Seattle anyway. Oh, I hope hey, you can't
1: move a team that's in the same division to they a former.
0: Won't div- I? I mean, the NBA said they won't, but the NBA on, will expand Dallas before they move a team. Yeah, I know they want to expand. Uh but yeah, Vikings man. Um, uh, that game was so like I didn't want to say it out loud when it was twenty-seven to ten. But I had the feeling like they still had like they still have the, the fight power in them to fight back. I didn't think they'd win. I thought they'd make it a game. Sure. And then yep. Delvin Cook busted that 81 yard <sighs> touchdown, which kind of got me back into it. And then from then on out, it just felt like a playoff game to me. Like it was just so intense. I was so into it. It kind
1: of like reminded you of the Chiefs Bills game last playoffs. Except yeah, well, kinda. But yeah. Maybe not uh, quite that level, but yeah.
0: Close. Like you, you said it was pretty bad football at the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, okay,
1: no. No, 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 no. I won't even say the fourth quarter. I'm saying All the, the last one minute of the fourth quarter. Okay. was bad football because I mean you get down in there in a goal goal to go situation, and what were they down? They were down six. No, they were down four. Yeah, four. They were down four, and you get third and goal from the one. Drop a pass that's gonna go right in for a touchdown. And he's like, it's fine, it's fine, they were off sides. No,
0: it's not fine. Catch the freaking ball, Dalvin. You know, <laughs> if Kirk Cousins on that play would have just took off and kept rolling out, he would have had an easy touchdown as well.
1: Yeah, so they could have scored a touchdown,
0: but a and second the ball hits the ground, everybody
1: jumps up. It's like fine, it's fine. It's a flag, they were off sides, right? Okay, so then they go they go for it on fourth and goal. And Kirk doesn't quite get there in time. Nope. On a QB sneak. It's like, okay. So that's that's kind of bad football not scoring there. But then on the first play that the Bills get, they fumble the snap. Like it wasn't even like they ran the ball and fumbled it. They didn't even it's get the ball
0: to the quarterback. Very improbable for that to happen.
1: <laughs> improbable and also not very good from a very good quarterback. These, and good team.
0: Yeah. One of the announcers said, and I probably agree. I mean, it's hindsight now. They probably should have just taken a safety at that point.
1: I was yelling for that. I said, "What do you do now? Do you
0: just purposely take over Josh
1: Allen's head? Not even get up and shotgun. Oh, roll out right. How the snap went? He still could have dropped it. Okay, okay. But what I was thinking is roll out right, throw it over a wide receiver's head four, three times. You work the clock down from what would have been what forty to about twenty-five, and then you take the safety. And they got to go from their own 30, 35 to score. Four a field times?
0: Goal pass and, up from your end zone, though. That's also asking for
1: no. Three times.
0: Three times. Saying, whatever. You
1: you snap it. You roll out the second anybody's on you. You whip it out of bounds. And the and the and the best part about it is you got Josh Allen, and the clock doesn't stop until the ball hits the ground. If he throws it seventy yards, that six seconds just in the air. Nonetheless, that's- maybe. Two, three seconds rolling out. Like you could take
0: you would need a receiver, though, because grounding in the end zone is also not, a safety.
1: Not as long as there's no pressure. I Outside the tackle box, ball, ball pressure. Yeah, you think so, but I mean if you got Stefan Diggs just and, and Gabe Davis just running right down the sideline on a fade route, on two fade routes. Just throw it over their heads. Out of bounds. Perhaps here. there's six, seven seconds off each play. Three plays. That's what I, I think
0: your old restaurant. How much time you have?
1: Well, they have forty-one seconds when they got the ball back.
0: No, I mean like per play. I think like three to four seconds to pass it is too long. No, but if the ball is in the air for six. Oh, is what like I'm saying. If he just it whips it up.
1: the as far and as high as he can over the heads of Gabe Davis and and or Stefan Diggs running down the sideline. You could probably work at least five to six, seven seconds on the clock, over three plays, each.
0: I guess, but that's still.
1: But I said even the fift- odds of a mistake. But even fifteen <laughs> seconds, you know. I don't yeah. know. Whatever.
0: Okay. In worst
1: case scenario, you tell the offensive lineman to hold. If there's holding in the end zone, it's safety. You kick it away.
0: Yeah. Either way, a safety would have been better. Well, yeah, potentially, if they got a safety, potentially the Vikings would just need a few to go to win.
1: But they would have had. 25 ish seconds in my opinion. And like to go from so. to go from what would have been their own 30 or 35 yard line. Yeah. To get to to get to the 30 or 35 yard line, so they would have had to go 40, 45 yards
0: or 35 to 40 yards. Yeah. Just uh yeah, but they can do just throw it to JJ again. I guess so. It doesn't matter how many guys are on All right, I got some stats on this game. I'm gonna start Let's with Justin it. Jefferson because I just mentioned him. So AWS next gen stats has Amazon Web service, they have that stat system. That's I don't know some sort of software. It analyzed Justin Jefferson in this game. It said he had nine catches in the game that had a less than fifty percent chance of being completed. (laughs) So that means nine catches, like the nine catches he had, there was less than a coin flip that it was supposed to be caught,
1: is what that. Yeah, and I, I believe those nine catches all had a defender within 3 yards of him.
0: Yeah, yeah, Something I saw like that. that in the Star Tribune actually that he had the least amount of separation of all the games in the Buffalo game. <laughs> so, like I mean, Buffalo was playing really ca- tight defense. I think,
1: I think that is like a record for most number of catches in one game with a with a defender within that close of you.
0: Well, it is, I think, cuz on this AWS Next Gen stats it says the most ever in the Next Gen stat area of like uh a pass being caught contested
1: contested catches well
0: whatever less than 50% being chance of completed was the previous high was 6 in the game and just that the won catch- in the
1: fourth quarter that was probably the catch of the year
0: probably <laughs> no 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 no, no.
1: cuz here's the thing when i say probably catch of the year i'm talking all the catches that have been made and all the catches that will be made going forward people are already saying it might be the best catch ever he just mossed him. That's something. Moss did that all the time. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Rose tinted glasses over here. <laughs> yeah, maybe one. One hand. Wait for me. No, for me. Oh yeah, yeah. Saying that Randy was better. Oh, well. he did this all the time. He did it all the time.
0: I mean, Justin Jefferson just passed him on most hundred yard games. Yeah. In first three years. Wow. But anyway, Justin Jefferson had ten total catches in that game. Nine of them were ones that had less than fifty percent chance to be caught. Pretty good. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever seen a wide receiver take over the game like that at the end of a game. The only other non quarterback I think I remember seeing like take over a game was probably Derrick Henry. I feel like he's done it a few times. What about what about AP? No, maybe I don't. Remember. I can,
1: I can I can tell you one game for sure that he did. He did it against Chicago. In oh, at Soldier Field. Yep. Yeah. Because like I they were losing, one of those and like he helped them go down the field on the last drive score a touchdown or some something and then like overtime started they were going to get the ball and he's like, I want to run the kick back that's right <laughs> he goes in there and he doesn't normally return kicks because he's too valuable but he goes in there and he like busts this 50 or 60 yard return off <laughs> remember that ends the game like goodbye bears. I will take <laughs> care of this. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing was, they had like a good, re, good like a returner man. I'm I'm pretty sure at the time he's like, no, 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 get off the field. I got this. I got good man, Percy but, Harvin at the time. It might have been actually. He was like no, 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 get off the field, and he just like <laughs> trucked every single person that came anywhere near. Him.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was something else sometimes. All right, I have some other stats on this game. I've talked about the the improbable fumble by Buffalo. So, this is all according to ESPN's win expectancy data, which they started in 2007. So, you can track this if you go to, like, the box scores on ESPN's website. of The win expectancy, it adjusts every play, basically. So, when Buffalo stopped Minnesota on fourth and goal and got the ball back, their win expectancy was (laughs) 99.9%. When Buffalo fumbled and the Vikings scored the defensive touchdown, Buffalo's win percentage dropped to 5%. Wow. So then Minnesota had a 95% chance to win. And they
1: had two chances to win it actually. That's yeah. what's crazy. Is the Bills had two decent chances to win.
0: Yep. In the 15-year history of this ESPN system, that fumble was the single worst <laughs> offensive play ever for win expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it said it ranked seventh worst overall. All the other six were by defenses making mistakes. One of those was the Minneapolis Miracle when this kind of whipped. Yeah, that kind of
1: that kind of flipped it around real quick.
0: Yeah. So the all the other six that are up there are all because the defense messed up. This is the single worst offensive play basically in fifteen years for win expectancy. <laughs> uh, so and then uh, after the Bills were able to drive down the field, oh gosh, that was so frustrating. They, they probably the would have
1: scored a touchdown if they could have ran one more
0: play. They could have. Yeah.
1: Because what, they were down to like the 11?
0: Something at like that, point. that.
1: And there was five seconds left. And I'm like, honestly, why are you not trying to run just quick out and see what could happen?
0: It could, yeah. So they, they drove down to 40 seconds, no time else to tie the game. And because they tied it, it became the first time since 2012 that two teams each had a win expectancy of 5% or less in the final minute of a game, and then it went to overtime. <laughs> oh, my God. So both teams had a less than 5% chance to win. And then it went to overtime the last. <laughs> I would bet that the game last year with the Chiefs
1: was pretty close to 5%. You know what I'm saying? Well, at least for probably. the Chiefs. With 13 seconds left for the Chiefs, they would probably definitely five, what, 5%. But when the Bills had it with what? They had what, like a minute or so? That was probably like an 80-20. So that was pretty close is my yeah, guess. Yeah, probably.
0: That didn't have, like, a single just terrible play like this, though.
1: (laughs) Well, it might have had three if you count the defense the Bills played for 13 seconds there. Mm,
0: Yeah, like the Vikings this past week. Prevent defense, man. Should we out loud? Yeah, it should be. You're
1: not allowed to line any players up off the line of scrimmage more than 20 yards. Yes.
0: Uh, So, get this. The last game to have... Uh two teams with less than five percent expected win in the final two minutes it was in 2012. The Jaguars versus the Vikings. Which oh, fech- which featured Blaine Gabbard versus Christian Ponder. <laughs> I don't remember that game very well. It was week one. Why would you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, would anybody
1: remember a probably game not. Christian I'm sure it was Christian Ponder and Blaine Gabbert. Jesus.
0: <laughs> that was the last time there was a game. That basically had a flip flop like that of plays. And it was the Vikings. Yeah, and it was the Vikings. Naturally. They know that, how to be in dramatic games. Yeah, they do. They do. Because you know what? They're also really good in
1: one score games this year. It's, it's Crazy. It's every game they've been in. Well, that's what it we is about the Gi- that's what we basically said about the Giants. We're like, how good are the Giants? Yeah. But the Vikings feel
0: like they are one of the best two teams in the NF- NFC. The only game the Vikes uh, won by more than one possession is the Packers game in week one.
1: Yeah, I don't know if the Giants have a win with more than one possession. Even this last weekend with uh, them playing the Texans, they won by eight. So it's still a one-point game.
0: Yeah, I I looked that up while you were saying that, and that is their biggest margin of victory. (laughs) And it's still a one-point game. (laughs) Yeah, one possession or yeah 1 point no
1: it's 1
0: point i'm pretty sure it's 1 point when it's 8 right 8 is 1 1 yeah <laughs> yeah that's how math works what am i numbers. even saying anymore numbers they also beat the bears by 8 in in uh, week 4 or their fourth game <laughs> Otherwise, it it's bad the,
1: bad teams that they're beating by 8
0: <laughs> yeah otherwise it's all been about 4 it seems to be the average yeah i said 4 now now they got a, a burner against the lions Lines on a two game right. heater right now. Kneecaps. Kneecaps. They're getting them, I'm collecting them. I, I love those kneecaps.
1: Bite them right off. Okay. Here's some here's some Dan Campbell trivia. Who Ooh, did I Dan love. Campbell play for in the NFL? Do you even know? <sighs> for
0: some reason I just Do want to Do you know s- that he even played? Do you even yeah, know that he played? He, I mean, he just looks like a football player.
1: Oh, definitely. He does.
0: <laughs> some reason I want to sell it, it was just like the Patriots. It seemed like everyone was on the Patriots at one point. <laughs> He played Is for that, the Lions. He did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No one like him.
1: I don't know. I saw a video of him, like his highlights with the Lions, and I was like, "From Lions tight end to coach, or something like that." And it was like him lighting up the Cowboys. Just <laughs> a lion to a lion. Lions. Oh. Okay, are we done with the Bills-Vikes game? Because I got a few games I want to yeah, just hit on.
0: We can be done with that. It's been beaten to the ground now. Did
1: you did you get enough out of your system for
0: three, four years of not talking
1: about them? Three, four the years?
0: Of, uh, no, I got beef already. As soon as that, that game was done and the Cowboys game was done, Dallas was favored by two points against the Vikings this week in Minnesota. Not no more. Is it one now? No, no the Vikes are favored. What?
1: I see them at one and a half. Or am I wrong? Did I read it the wrong way?
0: Mm, Caesar Sportsbook still says Dallas by one.
1: Okay, I'll have to look it up at the break. Um, okay, moving on. I picked uh, Tennessee to beat Denver last year in the, or last week in the Survivor. And uh, thank you, Russell Wilson, for sucking again. Did you see
0: any of that game? Uh he. Was, I only saw the red zone clips, which wasn't many because that game did not have much going on. <laughs> Okay, so they had 20
1: seconds left and Denver's driving, trying to tie the game 17-10. And again, once again, wide open receiver. This time he actually threw it to him. or not? Well, well, he threw it at him. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to say it. He I've actually saw it. the open receiver this time, so he's getting better, but he overthrew him by like three yards.
0: And uh, I did I did see quite a few of it. Wait, it got picked off? Yeah, it got picked off <laughs> the end of the game. <laughs> I did see quite a, a few of his throws, and by that I mean probably three that were just not close. His QBRs last week was 22.4. That's, I that's that, good, right? Good for the Broncos, sure.
1: <laughs> good for us that we're happy, smiling right
0: now. Please. Yeah. Uh, now that we're on the Broncos, I saw this tweet by uh, his name is Ryan Gonenberg. I don't know what he does. But he said, and this is true, if the Broncos scored exactly 18 points in every game this year, they would be 8-1. Eight
1: 18 points.
0: 18 points. <laughs> that is
1: so few in today's That episode. is,
0: Yeah, it is. That is all they have needed to win, eight of their nine games.
1: And they're and what? Three, three and, and six.
0: Oh. oh. Yeah, so, I mean, their defense has been really good. They just can't do anything else.
1: Remember when people were saying they were going to win the division this year? And I'm like, do you guys remember the Chiefs are in that division? Yes. Like, what is going on? And the Chargers, man. <laughs> Chargers. Okay. Chargers are a light we, down, as always. They've had a lot of injuries. So yes, they have.
0: They're on, like, I mean, b- six-string wide receivers.
1: Yep. And Joey Bosa, come on. Yeah, yeah. You can't be missing that many guys. Nope. That's tough. All right, moving
0: on. Is uh,
1: Deshaun Watson coming back this week?
0: He starts practicing this week. He's not eligible to play until week 13, though.
1: So, like, how are we feeling about this? Like, do we... Who's working the massage parlor at the (laughs) Cleveland Browns facility? And have they already resigned for their two weeks? It's probably Kevin
0: Stefanski. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably the only letting Male, male... Yeah. Masseurs. Masseurs masseurs that's a yeah, word Massuers, yeah the ma-
1: the, well the masseuses are the women I'm pretty sure so the masseurs are the men really is it masseurs well, look it up I'll keep talking all right uh, Monday Night Football Eagles finally got their first last season congrats to the whatever year Dolphins have a drink on me I guess did you see Ron Rivera in the locker room afterwards he couldn't even talk his mom died Earlier
0: this week. Oh, sorry, I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at that. Uh, okay, yep. <laughs> I typed in Monsieur, and it is a okay. I just it's pronounced Monsieur in a very French accent. Masseur. Masseur. Yeah, mas- mas- Monsieur,
1: Monsieur, yeah,
0: Monsieur, 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 <laughs> Monsieur. That's how Google said it to me. Okay, sorry, yeah, Ronda. Yeah, it is I didn't realize, but yes, that was, that was
1: pretty touching. I liked it afterwards. And then Terry McLaurin stuff. he was like, You see how much it means to him?
0: It means just as much to us all. Mm-hmm. He's like,
1: so Let's go kick some. <laughs> yeah, and
0: everybody's
1: like, Yeah, I'm like Terry McLaurin's getting up there and giving the speech right after on Rivera. What that that caught me as interesting, I guess. Wide <laughs> receiver being the vocal leader in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> He had a good game though, so I mean, like, yeah, like right to do that.
0: He's probably their best overall player, at least on offense. Uh, well,
1: yeah, I mean, if Chase Young ever comes back,
0: uh, yeah, on offense, I said, Oh,
1: offense, yeah, yeah,
0: I don't know. This Robinson dude at running back, pretty stout.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's he actually hasn't been that effective until he, this Monday game,
1: yeah. Like He's been getting but carries and
0: getting he, yards, but not as efficiently. Yeah,
1: well, he also got shot like two months ago, so.
0: Three times, yeah.
1: That's <laughs> true, <laughs> um, that's true. Who was the wide receiver that you told me that Carson Wentz was favoring over McLaurin for
0: a while and in camp or whatever?
1: Uh, the
0: rookie. Yeah, the rookie. He just he was out for a few games, came back this Monday, this past week. Okay. What's uh, his, what's name, his name? name Was he uh, a Ohio State guy, too? Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson from Penn State.
1: Penn State, yeah, that's
0: right. 16th and real pick. All hey, right, now, I
1: watched I, I watched a good chunk of that Monday night game. I was super tired, so I kind of was like falling asleep towards the end, but what I did get a little PO'd in the first half, because like I saw Nick Sirianni just getting like super frustrated on the sideline through his headset or whatever, and I'm like he's acting like a two and six football team being frustrated that they can't move the ball it's like they can move the ball. They, they just can. only ran like twenty plays, and they've scored fourteen points on those twenty plays. It's not bad. It's well, like, think, how about you just stop them?
0: Yeah, I think Washington figured out the best way to beat them. They ran the ball forty-nine times.
1: <laughs> well, I think Washington figured out the only way that they can beat people. Period.
0: Yeah, they didn't have. They ran the ball forty-nine times and they averaged three point one yards of carry. So they weren't even doing that <laughs> that effectively. They ran the ball more than Philly played plays period. plays. Yeah, you're right. they did And
1: like the thing was they had 14 points right off the bat. They were running a hurry up offense on one of the drives. It's like no, no wonder why you've only possessed the ball for six minutes in the first half. You got <laughs> yeah. the ball inside the 20 to start and then you ran a hurry up offense and scored a touchdown in about two minutes. Yep. Why, why do you think you're going to have the ball that long? <laughs> yeah. But I thought like he got so frustrated early in the game and like visibly made it shown to his players That I think it just like created more frustration within the offense that didn't need to be there because like he they saw their head coach getting so frustrated, and then I thought Jalen Hurts started getting frustrated because of it. And I I blame it right on the head coach on that game. Not that I'm a huge fan of the Eagles or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, I was watching that game and from like a former coach's perspective. Granted, I didn't coach football, but like I was just like, no, that's not good.
0: That's not good. (laughs) That's valid. Their fans are booing them at halftime. Yeah, that's bull too. Like you have an eight and zero football team, you're booing them off
1: the field. Yeah, I would be booing Sirianni if anything. Like that was bad.
0: And I just talked about him.
1: I just talked about him being coach of the year last week, and now we're booing him off the field in the first half. And I would have been booing Sirianni too if I was sitting next to fans like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Whatever.
0: I have one last thing I want to talk about on that game. Yeah, that's my beef, and I'm done uh, for the whole segment. I'm The beef.
1: Taylor
0: Heineke. Hell yeah. 3-1. He yeah, 3-1. After that first win, maybe it was the second win, we found the story that he gets customized shoes. Customized that was his shoes.
1: first dub against the Packers of all teams. Yeah.
0: He gets customized shoes in the color of the team that he beat, so he's going to get some Eagles colors ones. <laughs> but So they had that long flight home from Philadelphia to Washington, D.C. after Monday, night. And Washington uh, kind of copied what the Vikings have been doing by putting chains on their quarterback. You mean the one week the Vikings did it? What are you talking about? They've done it three times? Have they done it?
1: I I only have heard about the one.
0: No, man. <laughs> Kirk kept getting more intense every week until he finally had to take his shirt off and had like three, four chains on.
1: Then this past can, week, they Can start... I just say like uh, Fitzmagic wore it better?
0: Oh uh, Yeah, I mean, Fistman is <laughs> everything better, so <laughs> it's hard to uh, compete against. Anyway, <laughs> Washington did this, but let me first say this, that it looks like Heineke was sitting in coach on an airplane. Like, it looked like they just had a normal airplane. Like, he had the trade table down in front of him, just sitting there. Rode himself, of course. But you would think a a plane that's chartered for them would be a little more luxurious, maybe not. It I was such
1: know. a short flight, who even knows? That's true. Plus, but Dan he, Snyder's probably same trying to save every penny he's got right
0: now. Oh, for sure, especially with the, the stuff going on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Heineke sitting in the back of the plane, middle, I don't know what it was, had chains draped on him. And he had I think he had like those uh blue light sunglasses on too, that Kirk had. That's <laughs> what the real kicker was. He was holding a can of bush light and in the seat next <laughs> in the seat next to him was it looked like a garbage can that was full of bush light.
1: Just, I mean like, if I was a quarterback in the NFL especially a guy that's like a like a journeyman where he's like been trying to make it for so long in the league and I'm finally winning and stuff like that I would have a trash can full of bush lights in <laughs> the to
0: too. Why not? <laughs> why not? Exactly. That's, that's the real party right there in bush light row
1: Um I I know like I didn't talk to this talk to you about this before uh, before the show, but I, I have talked to you in weeks past about bringing this into the in, as a part of a segment to the show. So we're gonna we're gonna start this right now. It's Dan's shit list because we've we've I've had many people that I've put on my shit list, and I just figured that like now it's time for me to do this officially. And I don't care that we haven't talked about it in production, but <laughs> we're doing it. So Russell Wilson's obviously been on my list this year. Daniel Snyder the Dolphins, for how they handled Tua Tungvaloa. Uh, I want to put Nick Sirianni on there now. <laughs> One week, I'm making you coach of the year, and the next week, I'm putting you on my list. You asshole. He Jesus. You. I mean,
0: That's like what the you guy, get for voting for him. The guy
1: looks like he just got done raging at a rave somewhere and effing three
0: dead hookers. Oh my like, goodness. Am I going to have to cut this whole segment? I mean,
1: seriously. <laughs> he's He's got huge black bags under every, his eyes every time he talks. And he was so pissed off on Monday Hey, night. man,
0: don't pick on someone's looks.
1: Okay. But he was so pissed off on Monday night. I'm like, he looks like he just got done. Boy, I think we need to end the segment. <laughs> okay. Segment two, Fish and Chip Podcast. We'll be back after this.
0: i right, Fish and Chip podcast. We're back. Second to two. Chip Daily. Back. here. Dan Fish over there. I apologize let's...
1: to my my grandmother's <laughs> and and my mother. No one else, but not to Nick Sirianni's wife.
0: Okay. Uh, and any sensitive viewers that had to listen to that.
1: Okay, Dan Snyder is worse than him. Let's be honest.
0: Oh yes. That's I'm nice. not
1: putting him up there just because I'm putting him on my S list does not mean I'm putting him up there with Daniel Snyder. Okay.
0: There's a, there's a tiered structure to your list. There is there is, uh, the rules to my list. You should make one of those tiers on that tier website and just put your <laughs> rankings. We'll, like we'll
1: tweet that out. We'll tweet that out by Saturday.
0: Like in video game lingo, the S tier is at the very top, the best of the best, and then it follows like, the A, B, C, The S tier, F- as
1: in the, the
0: Snyder tier. The Snyder tier. <laughs> if you want to get real up there, you put S+. <laughs> the Snyder tier. All the right. triple X. The triple X tier. That'd be way at the bottom, man. Eh?
1: Not for Daniel Snyder. Oh. Probably what he, that's probably his number one Google search. Triple X. Oh my, you were getting feisty in this episode. Sorry, man. I'm so mad at things. <laughs> All right. Speaking of things that we're mad at, we're skipping the order this week. This is what we're gonna do. Oh, fantasies okay. can wait. I'm I'm interjecting. This is how bad. Interjection. Okay, la- last week, this is the spread segment. If you didn't know, 0 1. Dallas let me down after being up 14. They lost the Packers. I went one and four last week. It brings me to nineteen twenty five and one on the air. But again, as I said, seven and seven overall. Why are the five games that I'm picking on the air live the worst six
0: that I can do, worst five I can do? I don't know. Ooh. Why are you picking those?
1: I'm seven and uh, seven and seven overall last week. The week before, eight and five. Even though I was two and three below five hundred on the on the five broadcasting picks, whatever. Let's just get this out of the way because nobody pays attention. Buffalo, <laughs> minus eight and a half. I'll take them over Cleveland. They're going to come Wait. Back, ready to go. What? Did you hear Buffalo
0: might have 31 inches of snow? I don't care. Cleveland is not keeping up with them. This okay. Week. Okay.
1: okay. Washington, minus th- three and a half at Houston. Uh, I'll take Washington. Um, they're playing inspired and... I they got three, pain. three one starter. Um, Minnesota minus one and a half. I'm pretty. That's what we're gonna look at. Oh uh, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Minnesota's favored now. Uh, I'll take Minnesota. What regardless of the points, whether it's Dallas or Minnesota. What? Cincinnati's only favored by four and a half at
0: Pittsburgh. Come on now,
1: that's disrespectful. I'll take Cincinnati. The
0: uh, the uh, DraftKings sports book also still has Dallas at minus one. I must have read it the wrong way then. So, do you want Minnesota then plus I one?
1: I'll I'll take Minnesota with whatever points you give me. Whether uh-huh. it's Minnesota's or Dallas's, I'll I'll actually lay one and a half. So I'll take Minnesota, and uh, yeah, Dan's money line pick of the week: Philly will be my pick of the week, minus six and a half at Indy. Boom,
0: dilly. we or being Philly,
1: we're, we're Philly Phillies.
0: Pick of the week is the Eagles. You say.
1: Yeah, Eagles minus six and a half, and that'll be uh, one. and. No, nah, I'm feeling like a, I'm feeling a two and three week this week. Uh, I'll miss the pick of the week because Indy will keep it within four points. And then uh, I'll go, uh, how many games are this week? I'll go eight and six on the week.
0: We have four buys this week. All right.
1: Yeah, so 14 games, eight and six.
0: All right. All right. All right. for The daily fantasies. Well, I'm going to head out. All right. See you never. <laughs> I'll just talk to myself. Really It'd be better show
1: without me anyway. <laughs> no,
0: you provide entertainment.
1: Try. <laughs> all right, daily fantasy,
0: where I will help you potentially make your DraftKings lineup. You can probably do it for FanDuel and other things, but this is all based on DraftKings pricing. Last week, my favorite stacks was my homies, plus Kelsey, plus Juju, plus Zane Jones, who I picked to save money. Uh, unfortunately, Juju got rocked. <laughs> got concussed. Did not look good. Don't know if he'll be back this week. However, in my actual Mahomes lineup, I went with MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantling, because he was much cheaper. And what do you know? He scored. Uh, and then that allowed me to... I'm going against what I recommended because I wanted to win and beat everyone that listens to this, which is two people. <laughs> uh, but then I fit in Christian Kirk, and he did pretty well, too. Um, uh, My other stacks were Trevor Lawrence, who had kind of a rough first half, but he ended up going over his projections, so that was good. And then once again, Justin Fields. This man has been magic for fantasy the last six weeks, especially the last two. He was a highest scoring player again with 43.38 points.
1: Can I throw a stat in there? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure over the last two weeks he's had two 60-yard-plus rushes. I believe so. Uh, do you want to guess the player with the most 60-plus-yard rushing touchdowns in the NFL?
0: For this history? year? History. Oh, history in
1: one season? or Nope. Overall career, most 60-plus-yard touchdowns. Russian. Barry Sanders.
0: He's in the top five. Uh Adrian Peterson. Number one. Ding ding ding. Is he really? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't have another name in mind, just him. So I just said it.
1: <laughs> uh Gail Sayers, Jim Brown, and then I forget the fifth one. Oh, Chris Johnson, actually. CJ. CJ2K? CJ,
0: 2K. Yeah, he had a really good year and then a couple of years. Yeah, I made me
1: think about that when uh we were talking about Adrian Peterson earlier. So wow. Yeah, he aggressive. was really, really good. <laughs> yep. Tell did some bad things to his son.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh just Fields though, he uh became or he set a new record for most rushing yards by quarterback in a three game span. I don't have the exact number, but it's like three hundred and sixty something. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. He's had over a hundred and twenty in the last two games each. So that's nuts. And somehow, our no, Eric Cole Komet again has two touchdowns. I, I don't know what's going on with them.
1: He's been very. I think, you, I think you gave him the kiss of the the kiss of God. I think.
0: I I, I think so. He's had four touchdowns the last two weeks, after having like one through the first eight games.
1: Cole Komet.
0: Oh. However, I did say to play him with Claypool and a because so I thought you know maybe we Ugh. do. That was a bust. Komet was the only one that scored. Yeah. Uh, the best 1-2 stack last week that won major tournaments was Fields plus Komet. And then I believe a lot of people had Amon Ra as they bring back. The other one was Mahomes and Kelsey, but Kelsey he got 20 points. But for how expensive he was in Daily Fantasy, it wasn't justifiable to play him. Alright, this week got a lot of low scoring games it looks like there are seven games with a 43 and a half implied total or less three of those are predicted have less than 41 total points the two highest scoring ones are predicted to be chicago at atlanta because their defenses are both pretty weak atlanta's favored by three predicted totals 50 points the next one is dallas as we said is favored by one at minnesota's 47 and a half that's the next highest so, lots of low-scoring ones besides those two. Justin Fields, the man of the month, is finally priced high on DraftKings. He's the fourth most expensive quarterback. And he's the only one in the $7,000 price range, which that might not you mean anything.
1: You mean wide receiver? Justin Jefferson?
0: No, Justin Fields. Oh, Justin Fields. Oh, okay. Justin Fields.
1: Man, most man, expensive man, quarterback. Like. Man of sorry, the man. sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking Vikings for a second, so I was really no, confused. No. I was like, wait, Justin?
0: So there are three quarterbacks priced higher than him, and then it's him, and then there's a huge drop, and then I think it's Joe Burrow, which may be fitting anyway. Now the guy you thought I said, Justin Jefferson is the most expensive player, period. Woo! After the last game, it's not surprising. All right, before my stacks. Lately I've been liking to pick just pick on some players. This one might come back to bite me, but I like just or not Justin. Jonathan Taylor this week. Last week, under the new head coach, he had the second most carries of his season. He's been hurt a lot. He found the good, busted off a big run for a touchdown. And Washington just kind of showed the way to beat the Eagles is just run it a lot. I th- <laughs> <laughs> I think the Colts probably try to do that and use their best player. Although Matt Ryan, I guess, is back. <laughs> so yeah, you didn't absolutely. know he's back.
1: I'm still holding on to my my prediction with the Colts that uh, Sam Ellinger will never win an NFL game.
0: I I mean I I, I could believe that. I don't know
1: why. I'm pretty sure I said that about a month ago. When when, he was when named they the when stomach. they made
0: yeah, when they made that move, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Sam Ellinger
1: could never win an NFL game in his
0: <laughs> I entirely. don't still don't understand why they committed to him for the whole year when they switched. <sighs> like they Because sure they was, don't know what the F was going on anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably why. Alright, so, uh, yeah, I like JT this week. Um, as I mentioned, Justin Fields is fourth highest-priced quarterback. The only ones above him are all mobile quarterbacks. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. So, there's all the big mobile quarterbacks are in play this week. Yeah. So, because of that, it might kind of balance out distribution. If you look into that sort of thing about ownership. But anyway, I'll just get to my favorites. I have two. I'll just start with the guy I've been talking about. Fields, once again, against Atlanta is looking pretty good. Highest implied total game. Um, Probably would look at Darnell Mooney, because that seems to be the guy he targets. Or Cole Komet. You could also do both. Those two receivers are still pretty cheap. But I think the bringback guy I'm locking in is Cordero Patterson. Didn't have a good game last week, but the Bears defense is also rough. And... Atlanta loves to run, so I like that one. And the other one, ugh, it, it looks disgusting, but I like defense is pretty atrocious. So Dak yeah. Prescott, he's actually fairly reasonably priced, actually on the cheaper side. And if I can see, man, they're just they're the bend don't break. you lots of yards, lots of catches. So I, I like Dak Prescott with Ceedee Lamb, and then either Schultz or Gallup, one of the two. So what's your official lineup my official one I don't know it's between those two the Fields and Dak Prescott one I think you're probably leading Dak Prescott just just cuz yeah. it allows me to fit in actually both would allow me to fit in Jonathan Taylor as well uh, if you go with the Dak one though it's gonna be really hard to fit in Justin Jefferson if you want to play him because CD Lamb is also very expensive so I think I'd probably go with Field or Hawkinson. well especially. even
1: D- Dalvin won't be bad either
0: He's also very expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess, and also Dallas is really fast.
0: Yeah, the their front, run defense, front is seven,
1: pretty solid. So,
0: and I think Thielen or Thielen for sure will be lower owned. Might give you some leverage if he gets open. T. Hawk, T. Hawk. Yeah, yeah, I really like him. But if you play Schultz, usually playing two tight ends yeah. isn't ideal. Oh, yeah, play. no, not uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Then so uh, two more names. Joe Burrow looks good. Against the Steelers, but it's the Steelers. And then an extreme value. They're only favored by four and a half. Weird. If you want an extreme value play, Daniel Jones. Super cheap. (laughs) I like literally, if you want to pair him with a receiver, I literally throw a dart and whoever lands on that's the receiver you pick.
1: I bet Malik Willis is pretty cheap this week, too.
0: He might not play, though. (laughs) (laughs) I would not trust him with my life. All right, there's your, your stacks, stacks, Dax, stacks, 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 and Field you, stacks. Can I ask you a
1: question? Are you yes. uh, are you really nervous about bu- Buffalo if, if it snows and it's cold and
0: stuff? Like only because I heard it might be two and a half feet of snow. <laughs> yeah, I get that, but if it's snowing during it, I don't know what I it mean, will do.
1: The best option that Buffalo has offensively right now has been Josh Allen running it. Yeah, the last month or so, and also. I'm not worried about Stephon Diggs if it gets cold. I mean, he went to school in Maryland. He played with in Minnesota when they had to play outside for a couple of years. And I don't know. He's played in Buffalo now for three It, it would just
0: be if it's heavy snow, I would be concerned. But I'm going to say,
1: even if it is heavy snow, I think he still probably gets eight, eight catches because
0: he'll be one of the guys he can trust. I think Josh Allen can't see white jerseys after watching the game against the Vikings. Are you, are you saying he sees ghosts? Maybe <laughs> what like that last See Sam throw? Darnold? I Sam don't Gittle think something? he saw Patrick Peterson at all. Probably because his white jersey blended in with the white bills,
1: just because uh, that was bad football for the last minute of fourth quarter in overtime.
0: If the Browns wear white jerseys and it's snowing, I think Josh Allen's gonna throw five interceptions, not for real.
1: Five. Count and they're going to win by ten. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: All right. Thir- Thursday. Thursday.
0: We were Thursday, both wrong right? last week, bro. First time all season we both been wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I keep Tennessee ripping on Carolina, and they keep getting close games and winning. Every time I think Carolina's going to do bad lately, they do good. I think mean,
1: yep. they're going to do good. They do bad.
0: Yep. 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 <laughs>
1: But I did say they would respond against Tampa when they beat them. That was the only time I've been right with them. That's been two years. That's the only time that I've been right with Carolina. (laughs) No, I shouldn't say that because I was right. I said they're going to get off to a hot start last year. And then it's a matter of whether they could hold on or not. You said they were going to make the playoffs. I said that was my dark horse pick. And I said they're going to get off to a hot start because I said the first – Four to six games of the season, they're going to be like four and two at worst.
0: You were ready to tattoo Carolina's Super Bowl champs after they started 3-0. Because of how great of a call that was through three <laughs> yes. weeks. And then, like I said, it didn't matter. All right, let's go right, to so, this Thursday.
1: The week I, before was, Thanksgiving. I was accurate where I said they're going to be off to a hot start and it's going to be a matter of whether they can hold on or not. They just couldn't hold on. That was the difference. I guess. Matt Rule's a terrible coach for him. Well, that's why he's going. <laughs> okay, we got Tennessee at Green Bay Thursday night. Short week. Both teams. Um, I'm going to take Green Bay. I, I don't really like it because I, I think that I think that Tennessee's defense will slow Green Bay down for the majority of the game. But uh, judging yeah. by what we saw last week, Tennessee can't score a whole lot of points. Period, no, they anyway. can't.
0: Although, neither can the Packers until this past week. They have not been scoring much. Like it, is, is all of a sudden are we supposed to believe the Packers are good again? I don't know, but if Watson is healthy and plays,
1: like he definitely adds a dimension to that offense. And I could tell like a month ago when Aaron Rodgers was like hit him on an eight yard pass and like give him a fist pump and a high five, like trying to get him going. Like he is focused on getting him to progress. And I think it's starting to click. So
0: we'll he see. Was I don't know an athlete.
1: I'm not saying that means they're going to score 35 this week, but they might only need to score 20 to win
0: by three. <laughs> yeah. I really don't know who's going to win this. I don't have a good choice. But good, you got to make one. I know I do. Um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, Packers are favored by three. It's in Green Bay. Gosh, I guess I'll just go with Green Bay because they're home.
1: I mean, that's part of it for me, too.
0: But they've looked so bad all the other weeks besides this past week. Honestly, Tennessee hasn't looked that great either. Their wreck just true. looks really good. Yeah. It's been their defense keeping them in it and then Derek Henry. Yeah, I'll go with Green Bay as well. All right. Both Green change, Bay, as always. All right. I'll jump to uh
1: Survivor since I'm the leader in the clubhouse still. I've got one, two, three,
0: four, five straight picks right. Yeah. Actually. Well, you yeah. get one of two in week six
1: yeah but tampa was my first pick that week i made a second team pick and picked the Rams second so i count that as five <laughs> okay <gasps> even so even if it's four i've still got one longer of a streak than you but i don't have a whole lot of Man, good my teams streak's only three i don't have a whole lot of good te- actually i don't know if you come kc with the block oh no they won Never mind. um yeah, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of good teams left, especially with the teams that are remaining with this, this week's schedule. So I'm gonna ride with Terry Heineke. And I'm gonna take the Washington commies. The Hein Machine and the Commies. Right, is uh, that did you are you the one that actually coined that? Does anybody else call them the commies?
0: <laughs> I want uh, you to
1: get your credit where it's due, bro.
0: I think I saw it on Reddit or something. <laughs> okay, so you're like not going the- to no. I wish I could take credit for it. I might be the only one still you calling them that.
1: <laughs> well, nobody listens to us anyway, so we'll just say oh, that you're sure. the one. Co- they coined the term. The commies. All right. The commies.
0: Heineken tr- and Heineken Trust. Uh, Actually, on the
1: ESPN on uh, Tuesday, I was listening after that game, and uh, Stephen A. Smith was calling them the Commodores. The Commodores. Like, in all seriousness, and then he was like, all right, not the Commodores, the Commanders. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Stephen A., man. <laughs>
0: I don't know what's going on ninety percent of the time. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with your week one team, Baltimore. Ah, yeah, I, I like only that pick. Is the Panthers? Yeah, Alpha I would have picked them too if I could have. I maybe mean, by twelve, Carolina's kind of ruined me like twice though this year. I think in certain things Thursday last week, and maybe something else. I don't remember. But I'm going yeah. with Baltimore. I think that's pretty safe. one. I'm very nervous about this. <laughs> yeah, that one's a little risk. A little risky.
1: The only other option that I really had was taking, like, New England over the Jets or the Giants over the
0: Lions. No. I didn't really like either one of those either. <laughs> yeah, neither no, of those are that great. I don't know. Like I said, Washington's playing pretty good.
1: Okay, we got to go. Visit your podcast on Twitter at Fishing Pod, Spotify, Apple Podcast, The Google Machine, Amazon, Most Policy, podcast Podcast. Uh, Chip Daly over there. Damn fish right here. Oh, sorry. we had to cut it off, guys. We love you. Our time machine. Stay sweet universe.
0: Stay sweet. Bye. Bye.